Hey guys, welcome back to the Preview Alliance podcast. This is Sarah and Whitney. And we're coming to you guys today to talk about something I'm sure has happened in everybody's household recently because mm-hmm. it yep. is Tis the season. Oh, yeah, there's just not much we can do. It is when our kids are sick and constantly sick and how that impacts us. You know, I, I think I texted Whitney the other day and I was like, hey, yeah, I just got through with strep. Now we have bronchitis yep. and upper respiratory and yep. ear infection. I, ear infection. And like, I just don't know how to get off this hamster wheel. Right. And it is exhausting. Oh, absolutely. It and, is. I mean, it just feels like doom and gloom. I mean, to be honest, it's like once you get out of one thing, you get maybe a 48 hour break and then the next thing hits. And usually our kids trade the things or even if they're not like sharing the same virus, it's like they're like, oh, okay, I'm getting better now. I'm passing the baton to you. You get to be sick now. Oh, my gosh. And it's just like. To be honest, Whitney knows this, like, so with Will and NICU, even mm-hmm. from, like, early days, him being sick was just, like, very triggering to me. Oh, absolutely. And it felt like, even though he's not that NICU baby now, right, and we're mm-hmm. five, we've overcome it, it's still that fear inside of me that right. still lives there, that, like, that sickness will right. be what brings us back to the hospital or to like a ICU and my heart really feels for these moms who have immunocompromised or you know they are cancer patients I you know to have that or the preemie moms who are going through this now right like their babies are still super vulnerable and just like we're talking about our kids who are healthy and they're not preemies and they're not you know overall underlying issue Right. But it's so hard for us. So I can only imagine for those moms, different level. Oh, absolutely. And I do feel like post COVID, it is so much more amplified because of the whole long COVID thing. So, you know, especially when you already have a child that's preemie, has a pre-existing condition that is medically fragile, then you don't necessarily worry about just a long COVID. You worry about the implications of RSV, of flu of how many times are we going to get strep or, you know, something that for my kids has just been a really mean cold, but really hasn't been horrible rhinovirus. That's a super Uh, common one that, I mean, they've tested positive for that. I've lost count so many times, like thank you daycare and the Petri dish that that is. So I can't imagine these moms who have fought tooth and nail, their babies have fought tooth and nail to be here to survive And now we're in cold flu RSV season and it's like, oh, we have to be extra careful. Yeah. And I'll say, you know, I feel like too, you get these emails from school or from the teacher and they're like, hey, just letting you know, hand, foot, mouth is going through, which we had that recently. I hate hand, foot, mouth. And literally I opened this message or this text message and it, I just felt my whole body Right. It, it was a response. I was like, oh my God, this is coming. There's yep. nothing you can do about it. Yeah, just waiting um, on bated breath. And that's a level of anxiety. And I think this is what happens too. And there in the season, it's just like we feel this like, well, what's next? Or who's going to get it next? Is the whole family mm-hmm. going to get it? 
And then right. the reality is it's on mom 99.9% of the time to manage the sicknesses. And I know we've talked about this is that once your kid's sick, then it's a level of like, okay, when do we call peds? When do we call, when do we urgent go to the care. ER? You know, where do we go e- urgent care? Like, when do we judge, hey, that's getting worse. And that's a yeah. lot, like that's a heavy burden that we take on because we don't want them to get worse. We want it to be okay. Right. But- we want to be as proactive as possible. Right. As much as right. the sickness allows us to be. Right. Because then we, I've done this. I know you've done this. You're like, then say they do get worse or it, maybe you thought it was a cold and maybe it's something turns more. And you're just like, gosh, if I would have called earlier, if I would have took them in or earlier. Or if I just listened and to I, my gut. Yeah. And then sometimes we're dismissed. Let's be honest. I will say I haven't necessarily been dismissed by medical personnel. It's actually not to throw him under the bus, but it's been my husband where he's like, it's not as bad as you think. And I'm like, no, that, that right there is. That gets me. Oh, that sends me over the edge. And I. (laughs) Nerve. Yeah, that sends me over the edge because it's happened a lot. Right. Um, And I just think I. And that's going to be hard because your husband is a doctor. And I'm a nurse and I'm just like, cool. But I will say I do, which I know this is probably not the right way to do this, but I do go back and be like, oh, do you see what they actually tested positive for? Do you see that requires this? Now, I know that's not the best thing to do, but sometimes it's just like, I know my child. Right. And they don't invalidate my gut. Yeah. And it just... You know, we all had the GI bug not too long ago. And you. it just, again, I think you get triggered when they're sick because then you remember things that happened previously when they're sick or, you know, hey, I'm going to get behind work again. Or yep. let's not even talk about the laundry situation that happens, especially the GI bug. I mean, at some point you're just like, do I throw it away? Right. And it's okay you to know. throw things away. It, it is. Yeah. It, it absolutely is. You know, and it was like, I think there's this level of terror that moms feel when you hear like our Will, he had to throw up at like 3 a.m. during the GI bug. We didn't know what was going to happen. And I just heard mom. And it's like that mom that, you know, they're sick or that, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, what's going down. Mm-hmm. And you're just like woken up from your sleep. And like, it is just this fear and panic that you're like trying to grab something that they can vomit into and you're trying to yeah. catch it. And you know, I'm blind as a bat without my glasses or contacts. So like when I wake up, it's just like this scene of a movie of trying to salvage whatever we can of our life in that moment. Oh yeah. It's not even salvaging the material things. It's sanity and survival. No. And it's like, I'll never forget one of my old neighbors. She was out there hosing down her car seat. And I was like, oh, I I know, I know what happened there. And she's like, yep. GI bug hit us. And it's just, I don't know. I think it's just this effect that happens when our kids are sick and you just cycle and everything gets harder and work gets harder. Your relationships get harder. It's harder to mom. If you're already struggling with anxiety, you're sleep deprived, anxiety, depression, like all that just kind of gets worse. Mm -hmm. And there's not really much we can do except, you know, you go to the doctor, you do what you can, you're trying to give them rest. And then if you get sick during it too, I mean, can we just say for me, I'm going to say for me, 
nobody told me how hard it would be to parent slash mom while I'm sick taking care of my sick kids. Nobody. Nobody told me about that because I can remember vividly my youngest, she was about five months old and the GI bug hit all four of us and I was the last man standing, but I knew it was coming. And that's sometimes like, you, do you find yourself when, especially the GI bug, you're just like ever twitch, you're like, oh God, it's happening. Or uh-huh. you're just like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just I like, know that, I know. Well, you're a nurse, so you can probably back this up. I don't know that I, this is like medically recommended. Let me just say that I was surviving. Okay. I was surviving. I was doing what I had to do. I remember because it hit my youngest one first for a couple of days. Now, mind you, she was an infant. So, of course, it's going to be longer lasting in a baby because they have no immunity. Well, then my oldest one, she just woke up at about 1031, not just bawling. And then I was like, go back in your room. And she was like, no. And she was scared to go in her room. She had thrown up all in her bed. I'm like, well, awesome. Love it. Here for it. So I'm like dragging her sheets downstairs to hose them off in the driveway before I put them in the washer. Right before you get to our garage, we have a downstairs bathroom. I could hear my husband getting sick and I thought, oh, I know what my future holds in the next three to four hours. So honestly, I went ahead and took a Zofran. Yeah. And I just lived off of Zofran and Sprite for about 24 hours, give or take a little bit. Don't know that that's medically recommended, but we did what we had to do. We survived. But no one tells you how hard it is to parent your child who really bounces back much quicker than we do when you feel like death warmed over. And like when me and her, my oldest one had COVID for the first time at the same time when we got hit during the Omicron wave. And I just remember laying in the floor with a KN95 mask on, just being like, you can crawl over me. I don't care. Like, I'm just here. I'm just here. And of course, my oldest just had a snot nose. She never popped a fever, no nothing. Whereas I'm like, oh, I I want to die a little bit here. Like, I'm unwell. I am Uh very unwell for multiple days in a row. No, and no one told me either. And I don't know if I thought in my head magically, like, we don't live near my parents, but I don't know if my head, when I was like pregnant, I thought, oh, well, I'm sick. I'll just call my mom. Or I don't know. I just thought right, maybe my husband would just magically take care of it. I don't know, which that's not realistic with his job. But I guess I just never thought in my head, well, what's going to be happening when everybody gets sick, including myself. Right. And again, it goes back to like that village. It's not really there. And a lot of people right. like, and it, you know, you, your friends could help drop off something or a neighbor or someone yes, could help. Like, yeah, whatever. But like, they're not going to be in that house with you. And, it and is let's really- be real. They don't want to be in the house. They don't want to get that germ oh. exposure. Oh, and it's just like, I read this meme is like, check on your mom friends, right? Because it's like, we're not, we can't nap when we want to nap when our kids oh, are no. sick. We uh-huh. can't just lay in bed and watch Netflix. So, you know, I remember thinking yeah. that like when we've all had COVID yeah. thinking, gosh, wouldn't that just be like, I could just lay and sweatpants and watch Netflix. Like what a dream and be yeah. like, cause it was like a bad cold, but like you had no energy and I thought, God, that would just be so wonderful. And right. that was not my reality. It was yeah. still like, get up, take care of your kids try to maintain the house like at some point like we all need to clean underwear like someone had to wash it exactly well and you got to disinfect all the daggum time Uh and it's just like life goes on I mean and that was that no no one told me that either and if moms are hearing this and they're like okay no one said it's me and it's just freaking hard well no it is hard no one prepares us for that level of like as moms we know we're going to self-sacrifice 
no one tells us about like the level that you have to when you're down for the count and so is the family and it does breed resentment and it does breed just like why you know you just get down in it so if yeah. you're feeling like yeah I've had back-to-back -back cycles of sickness in my family and you know mm -hmm. I'm always the one that calls out or I'm always the one that's yeah. like getting up the kids or you know I'm always the one who seems to take on that load they're right. not alone but yeah. What can they do? I mean, it's inevitable, right? What, but what can we do to do a little bit better during this time frame? Well, I think part of it is setting your expectations really low. Like they need yeah. to be on the floor. That, that's that's really the yeah, really in the trash. They're, they're, the expectation is you survive. We're at ocean floor level. Exactly. Like we, we really need to like, we're not even really stepping over it. We're kind of crawling over the expectations just know that it's like it's good I think too just saying okay I had to my head you know those doom texts from the school right I had to just say well it's going to be what it's going to be on some right. point like if, if it hits there's nothing I'm going to be able to do in this moment like the hand hygiene that right. of course the things like you can try your best but you also can't let it take over your life that right. fear of what's coming because some well, of our kids they, they find the it thing off, is, right? You know, I think it goes back to that old saying of ignorance is bliss. Had you not oh. gotten the email, you wouldn't necessarily be fearing my kid's going to get flu, hand, foot, mouth, strep, RSV, COVID. Like, we wouldn't be fearing it actually happening. So especially if it's one of those you worry about going to maybe an event. Like we took our kids to Disney on Ice last weekend and I kept thinking, Oh, I don't really know how I feel about all that extra exposure. But then I was thinking, but you know what? I've got a first grader and a daycare kid. The exposure exists. They're it's not there. in a bubble. They're actually quite the opposite of being in a bubble. Yeah. And I remind myself, okay, they've already had exposure to things. Yeah. If they get sick, you have to tackle it when that happens. And I do remind myself at least here we are kind of privileged in the Birmingham area to have pediatric urgent cares to have a really good children's hospital emergency room where I can get my kids medical care on weekends and evenings if need be. Right. And so reminding right. yourself of what your resources are that are available to you. And I'll say this, it's been two or three weeks ago where my youngest one got the flu and so for adults, just so you know, American Family Care does do virtual appointments and they will prescribe Tamiflu as a preventative if you have a positive case within the household. So when she tested positive, my husband and I did a virtual through American Family Care and they called in Tamiflu so we could take it as a preventative. And I don't know if that's exactly what was the saving grace or, you know, the vitamins or whatever it was, immunity. But neither of us got it. And I'm telling you, I should have gotten it because she coughed in my mouth multiple times while contagious. So oh, we, it's a, and it's, the exposure oh. is there. Okay. It, oh, it my is God. There. I mean, like the catching of Will's throw up that last time. I was just like literally caught it in my body. And I was like, oh, good. Here we go. You know, yeah. or sweet baby James you know when he, like the, the cough in your mouth and you're just like, oh, my God, I think even with my eyeball at this point, oh, yeah. you know, it's mm -hmm. just. You know, you're just like, oh, great. Now my eyes got flu too. Exactly. I think too, it pulls down to like, I think moms are running on such a low threshold right. that when we do get 
the sick train, it really defeats us sometimes or takes it out. And I know sometimes like if you can get yourself that hot shower for five minutes, if you can able to, you know, I always say, if you guys can just lay down and if it's like that you can watch a movie with them, do whatever you can do to survive it and know that Mm -hmm. like, it will get better. You will overcome this, but it does trigger you back to, I know you personally, Whitney, there's been life events with you and your losses that like, Mm -hmm. you know, the girls got sick around. And so sicknesses and really hard times are tied together and it can bring those memories and it can bring back, you know, even if like, you were just like, okay, I remember last time with work, like I had to call out, my boss was really nasty to me or, you know, my coworker was, and you remember that, or it was the loss of someone around that same time. You remember that if it's that you, you remember that. So it's like, you carry your experiences too. So sickness sickness is definitely a gateway, I believe to triggers and trauma. Oh yeah. Well, and it's funny that you hit on that because when my youngest got flu a couple of weeks ago, all I kept thinking, because this is the time last year where my maternal grandfather passed away. And then my oldest actually got sick, literally goes back to school that evening. My youngest pops a fever and has strep. So I was out a whole extra week than I anticipated being out. And so when my youngest this year got flu, I was like, oh God, it's happening Uh again. I'm going to end up being out of work for a whole week. And this is just horrible. And how am I going to make this up? And blah, 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 and all of those kinds of things. And I remember talking to my therapist about it, where I felt like, how am I going to get my head above water? And she said, well, part of it is, you know, you didn't get above water last year. It's like every time you thought you were going to get a breath, you got knocked back down. You never want to experience that again. So your brain is going into fight or flight a little bit as a way to protect us. 100%. And then she said, you know, I really want to remind you too that this is not last year. She was like, That's... this is not last year. Unfortunately, yes, your grandfather is still passed away. We cannot undo that. However, your mom isn't, I mean, most likely fingers crossed and prayers up, not going to get septic again and be in the hospital for a week and not be able to help you with your kids. Because this year it worked out, honestly, the best that it could have. And I hate to say that for my kid getting the flu, but it is what it is. Where it fell during my oldest daughter's fall break at school. Where my parents had already agreed to have her on Sunday night and Monday night. And then I was going to get her back on Tuesday because we have parent-teacher conferences. So I had taken Tuesday off in preparation to do that. And so thankfully my parents had my older daughter. So she didn't get the exposure like she would have if it had been a regular school week. And so I, was, yeah. I, I looked at my therapist and I was like, you know what? You're, you're right. Like I, I do have more auxiliary support this go around just because the likelihood of my mom getting septic again is probably not going to happen. I love how your therapist said that though. You know, it, it's not, this situation was not that yeah. situation and to reframe right. and re- remind ourselves. But right. I do think too, like we, you hit on, our brains go back to that time or that it's event or that last thing. Totally. And so we have to mm-hmm. ground ourselves in what the moment is. And I'm, yeah. you know, and like always pep talk ourselves again. Like oh, this is our reality. I'm able, I did it last time. I'm able to do this. I can yeah. handle it. We are it capable. Is that, 
we are capable. It is that voice journaling. It is that if you have that safe space person to say, I'm freaking out. This is what this is making me remind. This is so hard. Again, I feel like I can't get ahead. It's not made. And let me just say this like to all the moms, like this feels impossible for us all. Oh yeah. Um, when no this one happens. So if you see this mom, you're like, oh, well, she seems very unaffected. How does she I, I can promise you she is affected? Oh, and absolutely. She might just be masking it. Uh-huh. Because maybe well, that's just crying when you're not seeing it. And like Oh, absolutely. Cause she feels like maybe that's what's expected of her, but that's a whole nother soapbox, you know, all the uh-huh. things. So just know we're going to get through this season like we do every season, but we're in it with you guys. And, you know, I think, again, this is important time to talk about boundaries, that this is a season that's going to be hard. Every cold and flu season has not been easy for us. And I don't think it is for our listeners either. And, you know, from babies to toddlers to elementary on. So those boundaries of like, you know, if you feel like you're on this cycle, if you can never get well, to say no to going to every birthday party, that's okay. Yes. If you have a baby, again, reminder, it is your child. You can say no kissing, no touching. You don't Absolutely. have to bring that baby. You, you can, can protect say, your baby how you see fit. Exactly. You can say, you know what? No, we're going to stay home and rest because you know what? We fit all this cycle. We need to break and our bodies need yes. rest. Yeah. So set those boundaries and Give yourself that grace during this time period because absolutely, that's how we're going to make it through. But and it won't always be like this. This is yeah. hard. Let's call a spade a spade. This is hard. We feel like we're not going to win, but remind yourself it is temporary. It is. And there will spring and summer will come and we'll, we will be okay. We will be okay. And it's okay that we admit that it's hard in the moment. That doesn't totally. make us weak. No, I think it gives us power, honestly. It does. Well, like you've said before, we have to name it to tame it. And this is what we're going to name. Sickness, the train is hard. And again, Mm -hmm. to our moms who are walking that, the medical immunocompromised, the sicknesses, the premature route, our hearts go out to you and we're cheering for you. And Have a therapist on board, please. Because this is so hard. Have a therapist on board. Absolutely. Because it, it's hard to be a, a NICU slash preemie mom or immunocompromised mom to, you know, yeah. a child that struggles. Like, it's okay to reach out for that help and have it on deck when you need it. And we all need it. I mean, we all need oh, that absolutely. help. And right. it's a safe space. So, and if you guys are questioning, well, what about therapy? What is therapy? Go back into our episodes. We've hit on yeah. therapy. And we've hit on why it could be beneficial, what it would be like, and honestly, the tools it can equip you with. So just go back and look at that. But guys, we are cheering you on. Wash those hands and buy the Lysol now before there's the big rush. Message us on Instagram if there's more topics you guys want us to hear, but download and share and save. So until next time, guys. All right. See ya. Maternal mental health is as important as physical health. The Preview Alliance podcast was created for and by moms dealing with postpartum depression and all its variables like anxiety, anger, and even apathy. Hosted by CEO, founder, Sarah Parkhurst, and licensed clinical social worker, Whitney Gay, each episode focused on specific issues relevant to pregnancy and postpartum. 
Join us and hear how other moms have overcome mental health challenges as well as access tips and suggestions on dealing with your own challenges as moms. You can also browse our podcast library and listen to previous episodes at any time. Please know you're not alone on this journey. We're here to help. 